Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. few minutes. Hope you'll uh, sit back and enjoy our program with us. Even if you're driving your car, you can uh, tilt your power seat back and enjoy it that much more. Keep your eyes on the road because you don't want to uh, have you missing tomorrow for my show. That's right. That's right. Right? Is that how Wonderful say? thought, Bob. Wonderful thought. Uh, you shot today? Right? That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Now, when do you want this invisible shield put up? Oh, uh, I think that we drew a line on the floor there between us and the audience. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, Nelson, let's, let's go. Let's go. All right. They want it in front of the audience. Right here. I have mine. Yeah. All right. That's good place for it. I'm having a lot of trouble with the vegetables and, and uh, assorted fruits. Uh, sometimes heavy packages being tossed this way. So we've uh, put up a, a shield. And uh, Peter Howard. Yes, I am. For all intents and purposes, uh, it, it's just as though there was, there was no shield. It's uh, You can see through it beautifully. Yes, it is. Uh, fellas, you're going to take those fingerprints off, aren't you, uh, when you get through? Yes, we all have polish it all up. You go ahead with your work and we'll go ahead with ours. All right, okay. Well, then, while they uh, do their work, this would be as good a time as any, I suppose, to check on Arthur Shrank. Yes, that would uh, get us out of the studio where it's a little quieter, or at least you don't have that annoying... Not on your side over there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go. Come on, shape up, or shape up. So let's go out to Portland, Oregon, and call in Arthur Shrank with Harry Birkendahl, manager of station KOIN, where the Bob and Ray trophy train is paying a visit today. Hello, everybody. This is Arthur Shrank. Uh, say, we're having a wonderful time here in Portland, Oregon, and all the gang at Hike, Abstract reporting, and all the gang here at KOIN, our wonderful CBS station here in Portland, is really giving the Bob and Ray Trophy train a wonderful, a wonderful welcome. Uh, this, uh, this is Abstract, and, uh, standing beside me is Harry, uh, uh, I'm sorry, sir, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Birkendall, Birkendall. Birkendall, Birkendall. Oh, oh. Buckendall, Buckendall. Well, it's even hard for you, Harry, I know, to pronounce it yourself. Well, look, uh, what do you think of the Bob and Ray trophy train, sir? Well, uh, Mr. Shrank, a lot of us were disappointed that there weren't more things on it. Uh, well, we came out here expecting to see uh, Ray's first pair of long trousers. Uh, we expected to see Bob's uh, first pair of roller skates, as uh, had been advertised. And uh, we found very little of, uh, well, we didn't find those things, and we didn't find a uh, good many other things. Well, sir, I'd like to explain, and I might mention this on the air, too, for the, for, uh, the benefit of those towns that we haven't visited yet. 
there's been a lot of petty thievery going. Hi, everybody. This is Arthur Shrank. Are you trying to call us uh, folks in this area petty thieves? No, but... Uh, <laughs> well, it sounded that way to me, Shrank. Yes, sir. But uh, I do think, though, that some of the people are not realize. Hello? Uh, hi. They're uh, not realizing that it's stealing. They probably think it's souvenir hunting. They don't realize that Bob and Ray have a good deal of, uh, of not only money, but, uh, uh, tie everybody out to shrank, tied up in it. Well, we don't, uh, we certainly, uh, didn't expect to see this meager assortment of, uh, mementos and curios of Bob and Ray. Well, the City of Roses is beautiful, sir, and we want to thank you and all the gang at KOIN. Uh, we just assume you'd leave uh, right now, Shrank. All right, Harry. Thanks very much. And so long, Paul. Okay, go ahead. Goodbye, goodbye. I wish you all a last goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. I wish you all a last Partners, I'm going to explain the difference between ordinary stereo phonographs and Columbia Stereo One. Listen to an oil well on ordinary stereo. Now listen to it on Columbia Stereo One. Man, there's a real thousand barrel a day sound. The difference is Columbia's stupendous stereo projection, not just a couple of speakers shooting in different directions. Columbia gives you the real thing. Fills every inch of the room with all the sound and feeling of a live performance. And I mean a Texas-sized room. Man, ain't that the prettiest money-making sound? I, I mean, uh, get down to your Columbia phonograph dealer and ask. Demand to hear Stereo One by Columbia. Why, they start as low as $39.95 for portables, $129.95 for consoles. Somebody kept that well. We're losing a fortune. Just hope they haven't taken uh, too much of our stuff. That sounds very discouraging. Well, didn't you expect it, Bob, really? When you have uh, little things like that around, the souvenir hunters will take uh, certain items, not realizing that it's of oh. great value in many cases. Suppose they took your collection of Andrew Sisters records? I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, fortunately, uh, it's all insured. I know that... Uh, I know, but it's the sentimental value of those things. Well, you did uh, get the premium over, didn't you, on that? You did pay the insurance premium for what? For the trophy train, all of our... Pump, you never told me anything about it. Well, sure we did. That was part of your uh, last month's duties there. Well, wait a minute. I'll, I'll walk up there, and I'm going to show you the book. The Bob and Ray book. The back of the studio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is that? What are you trying to do? We forgot to tell you that invisible shield has been uh, installed there. Well, boy, I walked right into it. Well, that's too bad. Boy, my nose. And the nose there, huh? Yeah, well, where's it end? Yeah. Uh, can I get out and walk around the end of it or what? Well, you'll have to go out the other door and around to the front, I guess. They didn't put a door in it, did they? I don't see any doors. It looks like a shield all the way. It yeah. It doesn't look like anything, really. It's supposed to be some way. Well, I'll go around to the control room. All right. Find the book, though, and find out about that insurance. I you have a, a, a feeling that he didn't pay the premium. I think he's stalling. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way he said, uh, what premium frightened me a little. Yeah. yeah. As if he didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Well, the audience is having a good time. Oh, lucky oh. we had that up. <laughs> that would have caught the microphone, I think. Yeah. 
It was low. between us there. It was a low pitch. It's going to be noisier with this thing out What is that made out of anyway? Now, that was a heavy item, huh? What was that? It didn't crack or anything. Oh. It's safe. Where's much safer than we were? It doesn't chip either, you notice it? Yeah. Perfect. There's only one thing I could find, Paul. There's a slight flaw. See, it over there to the left. It oh, looks a like... A bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, uh, I wonder if there'll be any refund on that. Well, they'd have to take the whole thing out and put another one in. Well, maybe we could put uh, a piece of tape over it or something. Say, what do you do that? And then people will think there's tape hanging in midair. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. There's a lot of things. The audience is smiling. put some tape over that. I think the audience like the idea, too, you know? They're uh, laughing. Sure, I think they have a sense of uh, protection, knowing that we can't go after them, either. Now, how close am I to the, to the shield? Uh, I don't know. I can't tell. I don't want to walk into it the way he did. Yeah, well, don't. Be careful. Well, walk slowly. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, okay. okay. Where's that bubble? There it is. Okay. Now, that one. Hey, it looks like a piece of tape hanging in midair. Yeah. What do you think of that, audience? <laughs> They're smiling on the yeah. other side. I'm going to wave to Owl. So, uh, I, uh, I don't see any print in the rock. Oh, boy. What happened? I walked into the toward the end. Oh. You don't find the premium notice, huh? Or the cancel check or anything? No. Uh, here, look to yourself. I don't think you pulled me the pair of the program. I did. Huh? Well, well I figure it's a total loss anyway. Well, we better get get Shrank right back here then, I guess. Yeah. Put an invisible shield around the train. Uh, Wally Blue is uh, standing by now for a very interesting interview another America on the March series as he visits a map maker. So come in, please, Wally Ballou. Cartographer. Cartography, of course, uh, one of the uh, oldest arts, and uh, here is one of the oldest map makers uh, that we have come across, Mr. Arch Knowlton. Uh, sir, you have uh, sailed the seven seas, I understand, and uh, have acquired a great deal of knowledge in the uh, art of making maps. Thank you for that very warm and kindly introduction. But I specialize principally, uh, Mr. Ballou, in maps of the United States. That's what I understood. I wonder if we can see some suit. of your work. Huh? Yes, I say that's my long suit. What is? The United States map. Oh, I see. Yes. Uh, the wall of this room, which I would say is 15 by 30 feet, roughly. Well, you're not too far off. off. It's about 11 by 13. Uh, is covered with maps. Made, uh, presumably, by Mr. Dalton. Uh, here's one of a foreign country, I imagine. I can't... Uh, of a what? <laughs> Isn't this some uh, small foreign country? I don't recognize the other one. your own United States, uh, Mr. Below, yes. Well, you've got uh, Florida there on the uh, on the west coast, haven't you? Well? Made that little peninsula down there just about 200 miles below San Francisco. Well, yes. Well, what? Well, uh, look, where would you have it? There's Cape Cod jutting out into the Great Lakes. I think that's the Great Lakes. So. Well, I wasn't too sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a stickler for the tales. Well, where do you get your information? Is it just what you think the map should look like? Or is it... No, I travel around quite a bit, and uh, I... Uh... Well, I don't know. I'm just careless, and it's uh, it's bugged me all my life. What's this over here? This uh... that's Hawaii, right next to Illinois. Well, Hawaii, I think I might tell you, is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Well, now that, of course, I couldn't waste the paper to put in a lot of blue ocean. 
so I just brought Hawaii over. Yep, the, uh, but where, where where does Cape Cod go? I can. Uh, well, it goes over to the right side of the map. As you look at it. Well, I'll just look at it. I'm staring Cape Cod off to the left of the map and sticking it on the, right up there by. What is that? Mexico? Yes, New Mexico. New Mexico. That's right. And, now, uh, that looks pretty good. It even looks more symmetrical there. Well, it looks. It better. looks better than it did over in the West Coast. But now you've got the Rocky Mountains going down through Tennessee there. Mm. Do you sell many of these bats, Mr. Dalton? Or? Yes. There are a lot of people use them for gifts, and uh, a lot of people who uh, specialize uh, in geography like to get a hold of my. Do any schools buy these? Yes. Yes. Well, I certainly hope that uh, the word goes out that they're not exactly accurate. But it has been interesting to see the products of your labor. How long does it take to make a maple of the United States the way you do? Not too long. I can uh, put one up, draw it, paint it in, and uh, about a day, day and a half. But uh -huh. now that uh, I have to move a lot of Cape Cods, and I have about 400 in the back room. Uh -huh. so I'm Already to, made. Right, so I'm going to have to move a lot of Cape Cods well, by, uh, by the Christmas season. Well, I hope you get it all done in time, Arch Nolton. Your engineer uh, signaling you to hurry up. I, I am hurrying up, engineer. Means. I know the time. Well, Thank on. you very much for talking with us. And now back to our radio studios. Yes, back to the studios. And we'd hoped, long about now, too, to have another special beef phone report from Wally. But for some reason, this call didn't come through. I guess how's, he, uh, how's he doing as a CBS News trainee correspondent? Have you heard? Well, they returned his trench coat to wardrobe the other day, but oh. everything else seems to be going along all right, I guess. Where was the, where was the beeper phone thing from? Uh, it was from a drugstore around the corner, but something must have happened. Wait a minute, there's Wally coming into the control room now. Yeah, I think you're right. Holding up a scribble sign says, Sorry, I lost my dime. Well, I guess we better say something nice about CBS News, kind of smooth it over for Wally. Well, at CBS News, broadcasting's foremost news-gathering organization daily on CBS Radio. Right. That's nice enough, huh? Uh, perfect. We'll have to speak sharply to Wally, though. Well, why is that? I lent him the dime, you know. Oh, he's good at that. He's honest. Wendy Webster's going to have a historical quotation for you in just ten seconds. Webley with that historical quotation. Remember the main, but don't forget Vermont. Oh, say, we've got to go along. Until the next time, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. This is the CBS Radio Network. Okay.